Hi, I'm Catherine McKenzie-Smith, life and business coach helping introverts find their own way to shine. Welcome to the League of Extraordinary Introverts podcast, where I have deep and meaningful conversations with other introverts who are stepping into their own life and proving that being introverted can't stop you from achieving incredible things. Hi, and welcome to the League of Extraordinary Introverts. I'm Catherine McKenzie-Smith, and this episode is called Time for Business, 10 Tips for Motivation and Energy When You Have Lots Going On. And this is a subject that is multifaceted and is unique to each and every one of us. The thought process behind this episode came from discussions in the League of Extraordinary Introverts Facebook community around actually, you know, having the energy to make time for your business. And it took place a little while ago, but is also worth and important to mention that possibly this year more than ever for many of us, life is very different from you know, even just fitting in full-time work, possibly having a family as well, and starting a business on the side. There are so many factors that many of us who live with a certain amount of privilege have probably noticed more than ever that our motivation, our creativity, our energy has been affected by all of the things that have been happening and affecting us this year. And how important it is that we also acknowledge and identify the fact that those of you who are listening, who are, and who are in our lives, who are living through systemic oppression, who do hold more marginalized identities, that this is not an uncommon thing for you. And so I'm going to share some tips that may or may not be helpful for you right now. And really acknowledging that at the heart of everything that I talk about, at the heart of everything that I believe in, finding what works for you and what feels aligned and resonates and is right for you is the most important thing. And it may look different from what other people are saying, what other people are doing. And so it feels important to start with that message, that thought first. But I also really have noticed that you know, just like anything we might start in our lives, whether we decide to start a new fitness plan or hobby, whether we want to change careers, whether we want to start a family, whatever it might be, our business is no different. It requires a certain level of commitment, motivation, energy, and time that we are willing to show up and invest in, in order to build momentum and grow. And you know, say you're starting a gardening hobby and you want to grow a beautiful garden. As much as we might like to think that we can just have an intention to do so and a garden will grow, there is work required. There is energy required and a certain level of showing up every day while seeds are being planted without any, you know, with the faith and the the belief that it's going to to come together, but also with the knowing that there is a certain element of that that is a little bit out of our control. And so it might seem like a really obvious point to make, but time and time again, I have conversations with people who really, really want to have their own business and, you know, quit their job 
start something of their own, create a personal brand, have an online presence, make money doing what they love and turning their passion, their dream into a viable business without the time, money, energy, input that is required in order to do this. And I genuinely believe this is because of the way that many, many entrepreneurs and people in the online space show the highlights real of their life and their business. And so it has set up a certain level of belief and entitlement that you can just do the four hour work week and, you know, make millions of dollars. And it sort of tricked many of us, myself included, sometimes it is a conditioning that I have to constantly call into question that it you know it it should just be overnight success it should just be posting and getting all the clients all the event tickets sold you know all of those things from one instagram post and so you know again in saying this you might have a full-time job you might have a family and a bunch of other commitments and responsibilities that are vying for your attention and when you're an introvert an empath a highly sensitive person you know, really anyone living in the world right now. But as we talk about introverts and HSPs here, you know, I kind of want to point that distinction out that the energy it takes to start a business on top of all of these other things vying for your energy as well. You know, if you're working full time and that alone is exhausting enough for your energy that the weekends just need to be spent vegging out or you know you can't come home from work in the evening and just get on with your business, these are things that we really need to take into consideration and, you know, really decide is this the right step for me? Is this the right thing? Is this the thing that's going to ultimately help me, even if it means I have to keep showing up for it for a while and put that time and energy that you may not feel that you have right now into creating a business from scratch. And so if you have a dream to start or grow your business, you know, it's going to take motivation and energy to do that. So that is kind of what this this episode is all about. And I say this from a place of when I worked in TV in Sydney, you know, six or seven years ago, probably longer than that now, I eight years ago, really showing my age in the online space. I started a blog to, you know, really keep my friends and family back home in Brisbane up to date with what was going on in my life. It was a really offhand, random decision that I made. There were no Australian bloggers that I followed. It was literally from stumbling upon some American bloggers. Um, I was working 50 hours a week, most of the time on set filming various shows. And I'd come home and I'd write blog posts. I would take photos, learn how to build my own website and just create and share posts, um, you know, more than once a week just from a place of purely loving it. It was the joy of it. It was my creative outlet. And I'd be lying if I said that I feel like, you know, this, well, that I feel like it hasn't been lost along the way a little bit for many of us, myself included, as we've moved into content creating for the sole purpose of quitting day jobs, living the dream entrepreneurial life, you know, hoping that uh, one post will kind of make us a million dollars or whatever that might be. Like, I feel like when I talk to people about blogging and content creation, it's always from a place of, oh, I'm trying to get clients. I'm trying to make money. 
and all of those things. And, and obviously, as the internet goes into its maturity, this is something that was just naturally going to happen. There's nothing necessarily wrong with it, but it's so, so different from when I started my blog all those years ago. And doing it from that place of joy and showing up even if people weren't reading it was very different from depending on the content we create on how we pay our bills and how our business survives. So if that feels like where you're at right now, um, I totally get it. And I want to just kind of point out a bunch of tips and suggestions that I have for how we can, you know, keep that motivation and energy going while we're building, while we're growing and, you know, without kind of hoping that, you know, one post is going to go viral and that's going to change our lives because I think we see a lot of that online and um, it's easy to be like, oh, that would be really good if that happened to me, but not necessarily the way it always goes. So point number one is to actually work out what you want. And it's taken me my whole adult life to unravel who I thought I was meant to be versus who I actually am. And on this journey, I've come to realize that many of us are living a life we think we should be living, buying into that dream that others are selling. So this point is where we all need to start by asking ourselves what we actually want and why. The thing I've noticed is that the closer we get, the easier it is, you know, the closer we get to understanding this, to knowing why we're doing something, the easier it is to actually find the time and energy to put into it. Whether we're busy, whether we're tired, whether we've got lots of going on and our attention is being taken all over the place, whether we're feeling overwhelmed, whether the world is feeling a little bit out of our control right now. If you know why you're doing something, it is so much easier to shut some of that out and actually you know, get to work on this dream, this passion, this big vision that you have for your work in the world. So I invite you to sit for a while and curiously explore what this might be. What do you want? Why does it feel so appealing to you? Is the goal you're after the only way to get to this end point? And if not, what other options are available? Point number two is to schedule it in. Because it can be so easy to get caught up in day-to-day life and all of a sudden another month has passed and all those things you wanted to get done in your business still haven't happened. How can you even have the motivation and energy to work on something for yourself when you've got a million other things going on in your job, your family, whatever else you're doing right now? But what I have found is that if you truly want to make time for your business, it has to be as taken as seriously it has to be as much a priority or at least high up there on the priority list of all the other roles and responsibilities that we have we need to schedule it in we need to make it real and commit to time put aside to actually get things done now if you have a lot of other stuff going on in your life it is very important that the time that you actually schedule in not only happens but also that you are like getting through the most, like, you know, not wasting time scrolling social media, trying to work out what to do next and actually having a plan. But I'm going to talk about that soon. So commit to putting time aside. Your business has to be valuable to you because I guarantee you life will always find a way to get in the way. And if it's not important to you, if you don't prioritize it and it isn't up there on the list of important things for you, How can we expect others to feel that way about our work? How can others, how can we expect others to think it is important and valuable and worth paying attention to if we're not willing to do that? 
So get out your planner or your calendar, schedule in all the things that you have to do each day, week and month and schedule in some time for your business. This is going to look different for you depending on what your circumstances are. You may only get an hour a week to work on your business. You may get one day a month to work on it, but make that time, schedule it in. And as we move on to point number three, make it non-negotiable. Isn't it funny how when we really want something, we'll make it happen. But when we don't, we'll always find an excuse. For example, my partner is a loves training. He is a super fit person and it is one of his number one priorities. It is so important to him that he even trains on Christmas day and I hate it. So he will always find time and energy to train. Whereas I will always find reasons not to train. And that is kind of the same with everything. I think that rule can apply across so many things. If your business and your work that you feel called to do is important to you, you will show up for it. You will make time for it. You will prioritize it. It's as simple as that. And again, your circumstances may mean that you cannot put full time hours into it, but that maybe you get up an hour earlier, one day a week to put that time aside when everyone else in your house is sleeping to prioritize your business. And it's obviously not as simple as that because showing up might look different for you, depending on your energy, your business, the creative season that you're in. If you think of your creativity in the seasons, which we kind of move through and obviously all the other things that you have going on. But while the definition for showing up will change for you, the not negotiable part doesn't. Can your business exist without your presence and energy? Probably not. Just like I said, if it isn't being energized by you, who is energizing it? It has to be coming from us, you know, at least for the most part. So how does putting time and energy into your business become a non-negotiable part of your life? If it feels like too much or starts to become an obligation or is just another thing on your massive never ending to do list, what needs to change? And once again, going back to, is this actually what you truly want? Number four, tell other people. Ah, Boundaries. (laughs) Boundaries for introverted and the highly sensitive people can sometimes be a tricky one. I know it has been for me. You know, hands up if this is for you. Obviously, I can't see your hands, but let me know. For many years, I put everyone and everything ahead of me and my wants. I stepped back from my business to help my partner with his business. And then one day, about a year or so ago, a bit longer than that now, he actually said to me, you really need to stop hiding behind my business and my dreams and step up and get back to your own. And damn, that was a reality check. Like that was the harshest and most wonderful thing I think anyone has ever said to me. So if you're anything like me, maybe taking time for yourself, telling others you're not available or taking, you know, a day, a month away from your family to work on your business might feel impossible. It might feel really difficult to do. But if you're going to stick to your non-negotiable commitment to show up for your work, to show up for your business and to really have a go at this, it's time to draw a line in the sand. It's time to put that stake in the ground and tell people in your life that this is the time and that you're serious about this. Because again, how can we expect those in our lives to take us and our work seriously if we aren't willing to? 
So who can you talk to about your plans, your business and your ideas? That's the first one. How do you make it and, you know, how do you tell other people by actually talking about the work that you do? Who can hold you accountable and who do you need to tell that, hey, this is what needs to happen for me to be able to really have a go at this? How do you show up and back yourself, set boundaries and really schedule that time in and hold yourself to it, but also remind and let those in your life know that this is what you need in order to move forward and step up and show up for your business. Number five is to track your energy cycles. So again, I'm trying to be really mindful of this because I started my business while I worked full time in TV, which is not a chill industry that requires very little energy. It is a highly fast paced, intensive, stressful kind of industry that means being around a lot of people all week long, managing people and you know, quite an extroverted industry, not to say that it is not the worst, but it is definitely up there. And so this is coming from a place of knowing what it's like to be starting a business with, you know, the energy output it requires to show up for everything else in your life. And then having that, you know, thought in the back of your mind that you also need to show up and do all of this other work that doesn't necessarily even mean, you know, whether you're a coach or something like that actually mean doing that service offering, but actually doing all of the other things that come with having your own business. And so I get it. I know what it's like to be around people all week long and that getting home from work and diving into your business may be the last thing you want to do. It just might feel like a lot if you have kids that take and family that takes a lot of your energy or, you know, working, even if you're working full time in your business, you are going to have different energy cycles. You're going to have different creativity cycles. And I like to think of it seasonally, as I mentioned, um, And if you're feeling exhausted all of the time, really looking at how can you do this in a way that's sustainable for you? Is it financially viable, whether it is setting up, you know, your business so that it is supportive of your energy, if you are more introverted, especially, and really acknowledging that we need to set up a sustainable business as early as possible, knowing that we're going to learn from things along the way and make changes, but also starting to be really aware of those things where our energy is going, where it feels drained, where it feels exhausting and overwhelming. And how do we make early changes so that we don't get into that burnout zone? And really, we all work so differently. We're all full at different points on the introvert extrovert spectrum. So we all need varying amounts of time to recharge, you know, get our thoughts together before we put energy into showing up in our business and showing up in the other roles we have in our lives. Even extroverts have this extroverts have this as well. So we have to remember that too. Some people are morning people. Other people are night people. You might work really well in short bursts, or you might like to work intensively and find that instead of doing 30 minutes a day in your business, you put aside two days a month and you just go and create and and do a month's worth of work in, you know, an intensive weekend. There's absolutely no right or wrong to this. As you may know about me, I do not believe in right or wrong. It's all learning. It's all experience. It's all having a go and energizing showing up for your business, but we do need to find what works for us best. It may not look like what your friends and other people that you follow online do. So a really great way to do this is to start tracking your energy. What time of day 
do you feel the most energized across the day, but also across a week or a month as well, looking for patterns to really help you get an idea for this. When do you naturally wake up? What time of the day do you feel the most energized? When do you stop feeling energized or motivated? Do you have more energy at the start of the week or at the start of the month? You know, different things depending on all sorts of work-related, biological-related, you know, anything can impact how our energy is from day to day, week to week, month to month. And are you better off working in short bursts or long intensive sessions? Start getting to know how your energy works by tracking it. Number six is give yourself a break. So many of us are tied up in the capitalist foundations of output equals value. And especially if your energy works different from the general grind culture that many of us have kind of grown up uh, and become accustomed to, which is probably all of us, it can be really hard to step back and give ourselves permission to take a break, to take time off, to rest, because it generally leaves us feeling lazy behind or just ashamed that we're not where we want to be yet. And so we don't deserve to rest and take a break. And if you've never felt any of those things, a massive congratulations to you because you are a rare gem indeed. But it's important to realize that when we are overworked, overwhelmed, tired, or just feeling kind of fed up and run down, we are not operating at our best. Our creativity, our ability to show up and hold space, our energy, how we generally feel is going to be affected. And of course, that is going to transmit across any work that we put out. And we're also most likely acting out of that nervous system survival, fight, flight or freeze mode instead of in kind of that alignment, that expanded soul energy that we can be capable of when we are resting, when we are in flow, when we are listening to that deep inner knowing versus trying to keep up with the external world, with the grind culture, and with all of the things we've been taught. We can't fall behind. We can't be last. We have to be, you know, grinding away like everyone else until we get there, until we find success. So when you're scheduling in time for your business, I also suggest scheduling in downtime, taking care of yourself and really surrendering and acknowledging that resting is an act of rebellion. I highly recommend following the Nat Ministry on Instagram because they are really helpful at sharing these kind of thoughts about how we need to embrace rest. Rest is a necessary joy that we need to celebrate and surrender to in order to unravel some of the bullshit conditioning that we've been raised with. Number seven is get your ideas out of your head because guess what wastes loads of energy? It is thinking, holding ideas and thoughts in our head, letting them run around on a loop. I've started calling it mind gremlins. Like I literally think about (laughs) the movie gremlins And how it just ends up being a little bit chaotic in there. I definitely don't know the science on this. I should probably look it up. But I'm certain that a huge percentage of the reason we can feel so overwhelmed, so lost in our business, so unclear and uncertain about what our next steps are is because you know, especially actually when we have lots going on in our world as well. So it just like kind of just keeps overloading our minds. It is really, really 
easy for kind of having it all stored in our head and all running around being gremlin-y to actually just feel so overwhelmed and not really know what the next right step is. So schedule in that time, get pens, paper, a friend, whatever you need to get all of your thoughts and ideas out of your head and somewhere where you can step back from it. That's why I find pen and paper so helpful because you can literally you know, download it onto the page, step back from it, walk away from it, and then come back and start to arrange your ideas, arrange your thoughts, make sense of it, and then put it into a plan. It's kind of like clearing your desk, you know, all of that desk clutter, clear your headspace up and start to rearrange your ideas and make sense of them outside of your mind so that you can keep moving forward from a place of clarity and really reduce some of that overwhelm. And number eight is to make a plan. So once you've got those ideas out of your head and onto paper, you've been able to step back and get some perspective and make a bit of sense from them. You'll be able to then start to organize them in a way that helps you work out the next steps in your business, the offerings that you want to create, the content and topics you want to talk about and start to make a a plan around them and make sense of them. Because that behind feeling that we feel, and especially if you have only a limited amount of time to work in your business, it can start to feel like you're falling behind. You know, that sense of urgency that everything is important now and needs to be done right away. When you have a plan, you know the steps and the priorities. You have a better use of your time. So if you do especially only have a limited amount of time, but As someone who works full time in my business, having a plan is really helpful to just not waste time getting frustrated and being in indecision, trying to work out what the next step is because you sit down, you know what needs to get done and then you can get to work on it. You can feel into whether it still feels aligned. You can run it through your mission and your vision and your values and make sure that it's still aligned and then you can get on with it and get back to your other stuff that you need to do. So... This idea of having, you know, everything needs to be done now and jumping from one thing to another, it's actually a massive amount of energy that it takes to do that. And so by having that plan, you can put things aside that aren't a priority right now. I have found creating a list and some people I know have notebooks that say later or next or upcoming projects is really helpful to put things that I'm excited about on that list, knowing that they haven't been forgotten, that they still matter and are important and are coming up, but they do not need to be my focus right now. It's helped with really prioritizing, getting laser focused on the most important thing right now. And To be honest, it is the quickest way to feel renewed motivation and energy, having a plan, getting up each day, knowing exactly what needs to be done when you're doing it, what's coming next. And it takes away that decision fatigue, that overthinking. You can just get on with it. Number nine is to be accountable. And as someone who just loves dreaming and ideas. I am a dream loving, quiet, sensitive Pisces whose number one strength and strength finder is ideation. So, and futuristic is number two. So basically I love big vision. I love dreaming and ideas and all of those things. And so if you're anything like me, you might actually 
you know, have a big picture pain, but find it more difficult to get down to the nitty gritty details. You might have a million notebooks with all your ideas and lists and to do's, all your thoughts. You might talk to your friends and, and loved ones about it and feel like you're actually moving forward. You're actually making progress. But this is a procrastinating way that we can trick ourselves into believing that we're moving forward without actually doing anything. It can be so hard to be accountable when your business likely, especially at the beginning, lives and dies by you, your decisions and, you know, whether you actually do the work or not. We rarely have someone looking over our shoulder saying, oh, have you done this yet? And even not having a team necessarily, especially. So I have found, especially this year, it has been super helpful finding a friend or a coach to check in with each week and say, hey, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm working on. Make yourself be accountable. Hiring a VA and having deliverables that I need to give to her each week in order for her to be able to do her job has also been another really great way to get my butt into gear. And going back to the fitness analogy, just like you'd hire a PT to help you with your training goals, if you, especially if you were, you know, hell-bent on getting somewhere. Investing in a coach is a surefire way to ramp up your accountability to 11. And I know this is a fact that when you financially put it on the line, when you have skin in the game, you are just elevating, putting that stake in the ground saying, this is happening. Whether I have an hour a week or an hour a month to work on my business, it's happening. I'm here for it. I'm committed and I'm putting, you know, my skin in the game. If you're not sure about this, you should definitely have a chat with me. So please send me an email or head to katherinemckenziesmith.com for more info because I would love to chat to you about why accountability and having a coach can make a massive difference to your motivation, your energy and momentum in your business. And number 10 is be willing to adjust your course. And I was that little overachiever good girl who for my whole teenage life, my whole early 20s would set a goal and work relentlessly to make it happen. Even after the goal had run its course and expired, even when I wasn't passionate about it anymore. Sometimes, even when a part of me deep inside knew it was no longer what I wanted. Learning to change my mind, drop goals, ideas, plans, start something, not finish it, and adjust course was probably one of the best things I learned to do in my business. Maybe you did a course and had your heart set on starting a business and reading this post has made you realize that you just don't want the extra work and commitment and responsibility that is necessary to start a business. Maybe this has fired you up more than ever to get motivated and make it happen and make a plan and schedule it in and get to work. Perhaps a little part of you deep down inside knows that there is something that you want to be doing that you're not doing or something that you're doing that you don't want to be doing. Be willing to adjust your course. And it may not be as extreme as quitting your business or your job or some other big goal, but what is going on in your world right now that would feel so much better if you just let it go, changed course or started something new? Be open and curious 
to change the set of your sales and see how it unleashes your motivation and energy when you allow yourself permission to change your mind, to adjust your course, to try something new. In the end, it's your business. This year more than ever, we're being called to get specific about what's important to us, what makes us happy, take a stand for what we believe in and what we want, and even take a step back from normal life in order to see this. We need to take days off. We need to take time to rest and give ourselves permission to do that, especially in a world that tells us we should be hustling and grinding every moment of every day or we're failing. But for me, my why, the energy of my business and the work that I'm here to do kicks in and is like, hey, you have made a commitment not just to yourself, but to your people and to what it is that you're here to do. What are you going to do today to show up for that? In order to step up to be quiet leaders the world needs right now, we need to commit to our calling, step up, tap into the motivation and energy that is available to us in each moment and keep moving forward. It's your business, your choice. So what will you choose? Thank you so much for listening to the League of Extraordinary Introverts podcast. Head to katherinemckenziesmith.com to check out the show notes, join the League of Extraordinary Introverts Facebook community, and join us Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time for Coffee with Catherine.